For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. Hi, it's the Reading Bug, here to tell you that today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their new book, No Reading Aloud, the worst read-aloud book ever by Raj Haldar and Chris Carpenter and illustrated by Bryce Gladfelter. This is the team behind the New York Times bestselling book, P is for Pterodactyl. Please help support our sponsor by purchasing this hilarious laugh-out-loud book at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Sourcebooks, changing lives book by book. Hi, reader. Welcome back for part two of our Roman adventure. Part one was released earlier, so be sure to go back and listen if you haven't already. Reading Bug Adventures is written, performed, and produced by all of us at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. It's that time of year again, and The Reading Bug can take care of all of your holiday shopping needs. Please consider supporting our family-owned small business this year by shopping with us at thereadingbug.com. There, you can choose from millions of books and gifts, board games, recommendations from our staff, or even select custom care packages, handpicked with love by me and the rest of our bookstore staff. You can even choose books from your favorite Reading Bug Adventures episodes at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. Or sign every young reader on your shopping list up for a perfectly personalized book subscription at readingbugbox.com. Books are selected and delivered each month to match the unique interest and reading level of every subscriber, like only an independent bookstore like ours can do. Subscribe today to make sure your first box arrives on time. A big thank you to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for every episode of Reading Bug Adventures, and to Zencaster, which we use for remote recording during these challenging times. Another great big thanks to our sponsors, and to all of you for helping us to continue create this podcast. It takes a lot of time to write and record every episode and every song, and we really couldn't do it without your help. You're all a part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Okay, reader, I think it's time we get back to our adventure in ancient Rome, don't you? In part one, we traveled way, way back in time to the city of Pompeii, where we angered a burly gladiator, lost the Reading Bug's book bag, and learned that a nearby volcano was about to erupt. Now, the gladiator is looking for us, and we're looking to get the book bag back before the eruption. We need your help, reader. On the count of three, why don't we all imagine ourselves back to ancient Rome together? Are you ready? Great! Then count with me. One, two, three, let's fly! It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Reader, you're back! And not a moment too soon. Yeah, we're in big, big trouble, and we need your help. I'm really glad to see you. We've had an action-filled adventure in ancient Rome so far. 
the Reading Bugs book bag landed us in the Pompeii Amphitheater in the middle of a gladiator battle. But things are just about to get even more dangerous here. The Reading Bug just realized that today is the day that the volcano, Mount Vesuvius, erupts and covers the city of Pompeii in lava and ash. That's right. My magic book bag brought us back in time to the city of Pompeii in ancient Rome on August 24th, 79 AD, the same day as the devastating volcanic eruption. Lauren, reader, I've read all about this tragic day. The entire city of Pompeii will soon be destroyed. Pompeii destroyed? But by Juno, how could you possibly know that? Barita, there's not much time to explain. We're not ordinary adventurers, as you may have been able to tell from the clothing we were wearing. We're in grave, grave danger. Uh, Another earthquake! Reader, Barita, hold on! We need to get moving now. If we don't act quickly and figure out a way to get my book bag back, we'll be stuck here when the volcano erupts and the city is destroyed. Your book bag? That's right. The Reading Bug's book bag is gone. It was taken by the terrifying gladiator we met in the amphitheater, Calculus. We have to get it back. We also have to help save our friend, Barita, and her brother, Vindix. It's because of Barita's quick thinking that we were able to escape the arena and the battle with Calculus. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Oh no, it's him, Calculus. He's right outside. Reader, we're stuck inside the Stabian Baths. Barita took us here to find a change of clothing that would help us fit in in ancient Rome. But now, Calculus discovered that we're here. What should we do? We were able to escape once, but I'm not sure we'll be able to escape again. And if Calculus catches us, he's vowed to fight us. It all seems hopeless. Barita, what should we do now? Shh! He's almost here. Oh, Minerva, goddess of wisdom, please give my friends and me the wisdom to outwit Calculus and escape. I am sorry that I have no gifts or money to offer, but I ask you, humbly, for your help nonetheless. Lauren, reader, remember... Minerva is a Roman goddess, and public baths like this one were built as places to worship her. That's right. But can Minerva really help us? That's it. Yes, I have an idea. Lauren, here. Quickly, put this veil over your head to cover your face. I will do the same. That's a great idea, Barita. Lauren, reader, married women wore veils over their faces in ancient Rome. It's a long shot, but maybe Calculus won't recognize you if he can't see your face. I know that you three are in the apoditarium. I'm right outside. (laughs) There is no escape. Come out now and bravely face your fate, or else I'm coming in after you. I'll give you to the count of three. One. Oh no. Reader, do you really think this veil will work? Two. We don't have any other options, Warren. Any second, Calculus will barge in here to find us. If he captures us, we'll never be able to find Vindix, warn the people of Pompeii, or take my book bag back from Calculus so that we can get back home. You're right, Reading Bug. Okay, I'm putting on the veil now. With our new ancient Roman clothing in this veil, our only hope is that we'll be completely unrecognizable when Calculus barges in. Three! (laughs) I see you're playing games with me. 
Well, you may have escaped me once, but no one defeats the mighty gladiator Calculus. I'm coming in. Aha! Oh, 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 no, no, I'm, uh, I'm so terribly sorry to have barged in like that, ma'am. I, uh... You see, I was looking for three escapees from the Pompeii Amphitheater. Dangerous and dastardly escapees. But I, uh, well, that's neither here nor there. I'm very, very sorry to have bothered you. Thorin, Barita, Reader, your disguise has worked. He doesn't recognize you at all. Now, all you need to do is find a way around him so we can get out of here. Well, I never... You should be ashamed barging into the apoditarium like that. I don't care who you are or who you're looking for. Didn't your parents teach you any manners? Now then, if you would please just step aside, my friends and I will be leaving. I said, move, you brute! Oh, yes, of course. I'm very, very sorry. Here you go. Thank you. Lauren Reader, Reading Bug, follow me. Wait! Just one second. Uh-oh. You, uh, you haven't seen any escapees around here, have you? A slave girl and two others in, um, uh, very strange clothing? We, uh, we most certainly have not. We will be leaving now, won't we, reader? Good day. You were incredible, Lauren. Blessings to Minerva. You completely fooled him. Not that it takes much. Calculus may have many muscles, but he has very little wisdom. (laughs) Now, we must keep walking slowly and confidently towards the exit. If we can reach the street outside, we may just escape with our lives. Wait! Again? You wouldn't mind, uh, removing your veils for me. Would you? Our, uh, our veils? <laughs> but why? How dare you remove our veils in the presence of you? Never. My husband will be hearing about this. Now please, leave us alone. We must be heading home. Of course, of course. I'm terribly sorry, and, um, you need not tell your husbands. Good day. Marita, that was amazing! You stood up to that bully and completely fooled him! Just a bit further to the exit. Keep walking and don't look back. We made it! Great work, everyone. I thought Calculus had cornered us for sure, but we escaped! We sure did, but Calculus still has my magic book bag. We need to find a way to get it back. And quickly! You're right, Reading Bug. We need a plan. Whoa! Stay close as we walk, reader. There are people everywhere on the streets here. Yes, it will be easier to blend in with the crowds here, especially with our new clothing. It would also be easy to get separated from one another and lost. So let's be sure to stick together. I read that many ancient Roman cities were packed with people. Rome was even more crowded than Pompeii. It was the first city in history to reach one million inhabitants. The next city to reach that size was London, nearly 2,000 years later. Is it just me, or is something really, really stinky here? 
I think I might be sick. It smells so bad. My eyes are watering from the smell. Ew. And what did I just step in? Please, no time to stop. Let's all keep walking. Calculus is sure to figure out his mistake soon. Lauren, there are lots and lots of people living in Pompeii. Plus all their mules, cows, goats, and horses. And you know what that means. What? It means a lot of waste, Lauren. You know, garbage and toilets. Remember, this is ancient Rome. Two thousand years ago. The Romans were extremely innovative. They even invented a system of aqueducts through the city. Used to move fresh water from rivers or lakes. They were made from a series of pipes, tunnels, canals, and bridges. But the aqueducts were still very primitive compared to the plumbing and public works we have in modern times. They don't have any modern toilets or garbage disposals or waste management here. You mean... Yes. These streets are full of... Gross! Don't say it, please. The earthquakes are getting worse. We must hurry. The volcano could erupt at any minute. That's right, Lauren. But you wouldn't know it from just looking at it, would you? Look! That's Mount Vesuvius, just over there. You mean, that large mountain? That doesn't look like a volcano. Well, it is. But until today, Mount Vesuvius hadn't erupted in the last 700 years. So the people of Pompeii never imagined another terrible eruption was possible. That's awful. Do all volcanoes just suddenly erupt like this one did? Nope. In What Was Pompeii by Jim O'Connor, it says that there are three different kinds of volcanoes. Active volcanoes are the ones that erupt regularly. There's an active volcano on the island of Hawaii called Kilauea that has been erupting for the past 30 years. Then there are volcanoes called dormant volcanoes. Dormant means sleeping, and those volcanoes have not erupted for the past 10,000 years, although they still show some volcanic activity. Yellowstone in Wyoming is a dormant volcano. And finally, there are extinct volcanoes. These volcanoes are unlikely to ever erupt again. Unfortunately, Mount Vesuvius is active, as we're all about to find out. I really don't want to be nearby when it erupts. Do you, reader? No! The stories say that the Mount Vesuvius eruption shot a column of dark ash 15,000 feet into the sky. The ash and hot rocks from the eruption rained down on Pompeii for the next two days and buried the city in more than 60 feet of ash. That's taller than a five-story building. But we still haven't been able to get your magic book bag from Calculus, Reading Bug. How are we going to get out of here before the volcano erupts? What are we going to do? Hurry! This way, we're nearly there. Burrito, where are we going now? We're going to Gladiator School. Gladiator School? But, Burrito, there's no time to train to become gladiators. Mount Vesuvius is about to erupt! No! Not to train, Lauren, to find Vindex. I cannot leave Pompeii without him. The only reason I'm here today is to save him, and I won't leave without him. Lauren, reader, Barita, don't look now, but I think we're being followed. Followed? Oh no! Is it Calculus? Has he found us? No, although he is pretty large, and really, really fast. He's catching up to us quickly. Should we run? Oh no! What should we do, Barita? Reading Bug, what does the man following us look like? He's dressed in a tunic and wearing a strange pair of sandals that look like they have wings on them. He's also wearing a hat with large white wings sticking out from the top. Wings? On his sandals and cap? 
Is he carrying a winged staff as well? Yes. Yes, he is, Farida. How did you know? By all the gods of Olympus, it cannot be. What do you mean, it cannot be? Who is that, Farida? If all you're describing is true, Reading Bug, that must be the god Mercury. Mercury? The god of travelers? Yes, and he is also the messenger god. Messenger god? Reading Bug, reader, Farida, do you think maybe Mercury has a message for us? I have no idea, Lauren, but I think we're about to find out. Here he comes now. Barita, Lauren, Reading Bug, Reader, I found you at last. Listen to me carefully. You must heed this warning before it is too late. Vulcan is angry. He is battling with Jupiter and Juno, and all of Pompeii is in danger. Yes, we know. Mount Vesuvius will erupt today. That is correct, and Vulcan's son, Calculus, will stop at nothing to make sure it does. You must warn the people of Pompeii and help them find safety. But, but we can't. Calculus has the Reading Bug's book bag, and we can't leave without it. In that case, you may need to stand up to Calculus today. Here, take this. Read it well. A scroll? A message. Please heed its advice. And may the gods look favorably on you today. Thank you for your help. Now go, save the people of Pompeii from Vulcan's wrath. But wait! We can't do it alone! We need your help! He's gone. Incredible. A visit from Mercury himself. The god of travelers here to help protect you. Travelers in ancient Rome. But what does his message say? I don't know. Let me open the scroll and read it. Here. It says, Don't ever be afraid to favor wisdom over force. Think clearly of the consequences your actions might endorse. You needn't swing a fist or sword. I think we can agree. Sometimes the best strategy is to turn around and flee. Don't wait for an eruption. Use wisdom. Don't blow your top. You have the power in you to cause a clash to stop. Don't let anger overtake you or fury cloud your vision. Help save the people of Pompeii, sign Minerva, goddess of wisdom. From Minerva herself? Yes, that's what it says. But don't wait for an eruption. Don't blow your top. What does it mean? I think the message means that sometimes anger can overwhelm you and cause you to make bad decisions. Has anyone ever made you angry, reader? Right. And sometimes when we're angry, we say or do things we later regret, don't we? Minerva is telling us that it is better to use wisdom and even to walk away from a fight than to let anger influence your actions. When you've had enough The anger is real You don't know what you feel Your head feels hot Don't blow your top Let the feelings flow But let the anger go Hey buddy, it's okay Hey, what do you say? Let's take a deep breath And count it away One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten And if it doesn't work Then you count to ten again 
to know how to let feelings go, how to know what's right and talk without a fight. Don't use your fists, you get the gist. There's nothing to fear, let's work it out right here. Hey buddy, it's okay, hey what do you say? Let's take a deep breath and count it away. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And if it doesn't work, then you count to ten again. Walk it off, talk it out, bring problems to the table. Work it out, break it down, resolve it if you're able. You have the power when things go sour to reason with each other. Treat someone you meet just like a sister or a brother. Hey, buddy, it's okay. Hey, what do you say? Let's take a deep breath and count it away. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And if it doesn't work, then you count to ten again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We can make it work. There's nothing we can't do as friends. Yes. That makes sense. Minerva is a goddess of wisdom and defensive war. Unlike Vulcan, who enjoys violence, Minerva is peaceful and strategic. But I don't understand. How is that supposed to help us today, of all days? Minerva must have sent the message for a reason. But why? I'm not sure. But perhaps Vindix will know. Vindix? Yes. Here, we have arrived at the Gladiator Training Grounds. We must find Vindix and ask for his help. Oh, reading bug. Reader, look! In the open space in front of us, several gladiators are fiercely battling one another. Yes, they're continuing their training. I think they're expecting the fights to continue today. But which one is Vindix? They're all dressed the same. I'd recognize my brother anywhere. That's him just ahead of us. See the purple ribbon tied around his arm? That ribbon belonged to our mother. Look, reader, Vindix is quick and agile, but smaller than many of the other gladiators. Like the other gladiators, he's wearing a helmet that covers his entire face. He's also wearing armor on his body, leg plates to protect his legs, and metal armor across his chest and one of his arms. And he's fighting with both a sword and a shield. Reader, remember, Calculus didn't have any armor at all, and he didn't have a shield either, just a trident and a net. Yes, there are many different kinds of gladiators. Calculus is a gladiator called a retarius, and Vindix is a secutor. The secutor's clothing and weapon were developed to fight the retarius. Vindix gets to wear heavy armor and a helmet that covers his entire face, except for two small eye holes. The helmet protects his face from the prongs of the Retarius' trident. The helmet is also round and smooth so that the Retarius's neck cannot get a good grip on it. But even so, Calculus is so skilled and so powerful that young Vindix shouldn't be much of a challenge for him when they finally face one another in the arena. Right now, the gladiators are just practicing, but when they enter the arena, they will have metal weapons. Burita? Rita, is that really you? But, but how can you be here? What about your mistress? Does she know you've come to see me? My dear brother Vindix, it's only a matter of time before my mistress discovers I'm missing. She sent me on an errand to buy bread, but I ran away to find you instead. On the way, I found these new friends. 
This is Lauren, the reading bug, and our reader friend. Hello, Vindex. It's nice to meet you. You don't sound like you're from around here. Hey, wait. You're the escaped fighters from the Pompeii Amphitheater, aren't you? Burita, tell me you didn't have something to do with their escape. Calculus will be furious. I was there to rescue you, Vindex. You cannot face Calculus in the arena today. He is so powerful. He has never been defeated. Don't worry about me today, little Burita. I have placed my fate in the hands of the gods. But you are in great danger. Calculus is looking for you. And if he finds you... We're all in danger, Vindex. That's why we're here. Sometime today, Mount Vesuvius will erupt and cover Pompeii in lava and ash. We need to get as many people to safety as possible and to escape. Erupt? But how? Never mind that. The reading bug is right. Mount Vesuvius will erupt today. Everyone needs to leave the city. But first, we need to find Calculus and rescue the reading bug's book bag. We need a plan. Whoa! I don't think we have time for a plan. Look! Oh no. Reader, look. It's Calculus. He's found us. <laughs> well, well, well. Would you look at what I found? Your costumes won't fool me this time. I know who you are. Calculus, we don't want to fight or anger you. We're all in danger. We just need our book bag back so we can get ourselves back home. Not a chance. The gods are growing impatient. It's time we finished our fight together. All of Pompeii will want to witness this gladiator match. Start the pompa! Alert the city that the battle will begin soon. All of Pompeii? But if everyone comes to the amphitheater, then no one will escape the volcano eruption. I think that's what Calculus wants, Reading Bug. Gladiator brethren, help bring these escapees to the amphitheater where they will fight me. The first one to bring them to me shall have their freedom. No, my gladiator brothers, we have trained bravely side by side. We have endured pain and sweat and unthinkable fear together. I know how much you want your freedom, but you mustn't be tempted by Calculus's charm or promises. He cares only for fame and glory, and not at all for your freedom or safety. My sister, Burita, and her friends came here to save us all. They have come to warn us that we are in danger. Vesuvius will soon erupt and bury the city. We must flee. Erupt? Ridiculous. There's barely a rumble. Not even a sign of smoke. Listen to this weak boy at your own peril. Help me or fight me. Those are your only options. Burita, you must help your friends retrieve their bag. I will stand against Calculus to give you the time you need. But work quickly. I fear I cannot hold him for long. Dear brother, these words are sent to us from Minerva herself. May her wisdom protect you from Calculus's fury. Don't be afraid to favor wisdom over force. Think clearly of the consequences your actions might endorse. You needn't swing a fist or sword. I think we can agree. Sometimes the best strategy is to turn around and flee. Don't wait for an eruption. Use wisdom. Don't blow your top. You have the power in you to cause a clash to stop. 
Thank you, dear sister. Calculus, your fight is with me and me alone. My gladiator brothers, run now and warn the people of Pompeii. We must get as many to safety as we can. Now is not the time to stand and fight, as we have been trained to do. It is the time to flee. Today, the strength you have built in the arena can be used to save countless men, women, and children. But you must be swift and strategic. Start at the amphitheater. The crowds there will be frightened, but they idolize the brave gladiators who risk their lives in the arena, and they will follow us if we can make them understand that we can lead them to safety. There are boats in the harbor that we can use to take them across the Bay of Naples. Come back as many times as you can. Save as many as you can. No! Wait! Come back! You! What have you done? By Vulcan, you'll pay for this! Lauren, Reader, Berita, look! Calculus is walking slowly towards Vindex with his net and his trident drawn. Draw your weapon, Vindex. No. No? You heard me. I shall not fight you today. But that is not your choice, for I will fight you! So be it. I put my fate in the hands of the gods. Barita, what is Vindex doing? I believe he is following the wisdom of Minerva. You needn't swing a fist or sword, she wrote. Don't blow your top. But he doesn't stand a chance against Calculus if he won't fight. No, Lauren. Remember, getting angry and fighting isn't going to help. When things get tough, when you've had enough, the anger is real, you don't know what you feel, your head feels hot, don't blow your top, let the feelings flow, but let the anger go. Hey buddy, it's okay, hey what do you say, let's take a deep breath and count it away, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and if it doesn't work, then you count to ten again. It's hard to know how to let feelings go, how to know what's right, and talk without a fight. Don't use your fists, you get the gist. There's nothing to fear, let's work it out right here. Hey buddy, it's okay, hey what do you say? Let's take a deep breath and count it away. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And if it doesn't work, then you count to ten again. Walk it off, talk it out, bring problems to the table. Work it out, break it down, resolve it if you're able. You have the power when things go sour to reason with each other. Treat someone you meet just like a sister or a brother. Hey buddy, it's okay, hey, what do you say? Let's take a deep breath and count it away. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And if it doesn't work, then you count to ten again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We can make it work. There's nothing we can't do as friends. Fight me! Look, Lauren, the more Vindex refuses to get angry and fight, the angrier Calculus is getting. But he still isn't attacking Vindex. Fine. Here, 
We'll fight without weapons. I don't need anything to defeat you. Is that better? Will you fight me now? Look, Calculus has thrown down his net and his trident and is circling Vindix. He wants to fight using only his hands. His trident and net weren't the only thing he threw down, Lauren. Look, it's my book bag. Quickly, reading bug, grab it. Got it. Excellent work. Now, let's get out of here before it's too late. But what about Vindix and Barita? You get the book bag open, and we'll help Barita and Vindix, won't we, Reader? Reader, follow me. Let's quietly grab Calculus's net. Don't let him see you. Great job. Now, on the count of three, throw the net around Calculus's legs. One, two, three. Now! Hey! Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> we got him! You'll pay for that, just as soon as I can untangle myself. Vindix, Barita, quickly, into the book bag with us. It's growing big enough to fit all of us inside. I'm sorry. I cannot go with you. I must help save the people of the city of Pompeii. The volcano will erupt soon, and I cannot leave without warning as many people as possible. And I will go with you, brave sister. Lauren, reader, reading bug, thank you for your help. In the words of one of the greatest leaders, Julius Caesar, you may rightfully tell your family, Vinny Vidivici, you came, you saw, and you conquered the great Vesuvius. Because of you, many Pompeians will live to see another sun tomorrow. Thanks to each of you for what you've done today. But now, we must go. Conquered? Hey, get back here. You'll never conquer the greatest gladiator, Calculus! Quickly, into the book bag. We don't have another minute to spare. Three jumps, then into the book bag with me. One jump, two jumps, three jumps, and we're in! We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. We're going up, up, up into the sky. And not a moment too soon. I don't think we had very much time left before Mount Vesuvius erupted. I sure hope we were able to save some of the people who live there. We couldn't save everyone today. But I read in What Was Pompeii that before the eruption, there were almost 20,000 people living in Pompeii. Only about 2,000 were buried by the eruption inside the city on August 24th. I think it could have been a lot more if the gladiators in training hadn't decided to flee calculus and help warn everyone. After the eruption, years went by, and people forgot all about Pompeii. Many people thought that Pompeii was a myth, that it wasn't a real city at all. Kind of like Atlantis. Exactly, Lauren. But in 1738, a team of engineers arrived at the spot near where Pompeii had been located to build a museum for the king of Naples. The ground was too hard there so they decided to try excavating in another spot. They soon realized that they had found a buried city, and the digging has continued off and on ever since. What an amazing story. What an incredible adventure. Thank you, Reading Bug. Of course. I'm glad you had fun, and even more glad that we were able to get out of there in time. And you were a huge help, Reader. We couldn't have done it without you. Reader, what parts of today's adventure will you remember most? What illustrations are you thinking about drawing?
If you had fun on today's adventure and want to learn more about ancient Rome and the Roman gods, you can read any of the books in my book bag. A complete list can be found at thereadingbug.com adventures. Hey, we're back! You're right! We're back home having learned some really important lessons, like if you're feeling angry, try counting to ten to help control your emotions. Try it sometime, reader. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader You're ready to learn about everything as you grow You'll show this world that you can be anything You could sing your way into a Broadway show Don't let anyone tell you no Whatever you do, one thing will be true There's nothing you can't do You can make your dreams come true Just by being you Thank you for adventuring with us today, reader. It's time to go now, but I can't wait to see you on our next Reading Bug Adventure. Goodbye. Bye-bye. It's a Reading Bug Adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations, too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures was sponsored by Sourcebooks and their new book, No Reading Aloud, the worst read-aloud book ever, by Raj Halder and Chris Carpenter, and illustrated by Bryce Gladfelter. Hey, Spelling Bee, can you spell aloud? Of course I can. A-L-L-O-W-E-D. You got it. And now, can you spell it a different way? A different way? What do you mean? Oh, wait, I think I've got it. Aloud. A-L-O-U-D. Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. When two words that sound the same are spelled differently, that's called a homonym. Sure, reading bug. But, uh, why are you quizzing me? Oh, <laughs> sorry, B. I just picked up this fantastic new picture book by Raj Halder and Chris Carpenter called No Reading Aloud, the worst read-aloud book ever. The worst read-aloud book? Why would I ever want to read the worst read-aloud book ever? Because it's actually really, really great. No Reading Aloud places pairs of similar-sounding sentences together and illustrates them into two hilariously different ways. It illustrates how silly and absurd the English language can be. But have no fear, the illustrations by Bryce Gladfelder will give you all the clues you need to decipher the meaning behind the wily words. Oh, boy! That does! sound like fun. Let's get reading. Where can I get a copy of No Reading Aloud? You can purchase No Reading Aloud, the worst read-aloud book ever at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore, B. Thanks to Sourcebooks for their ongoing support. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors as well. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. 
Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, and Brandon Savage, and by Bridget Losey and Rob DeCruz. Original music was written by me and my brother, Ross Gruet. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you.
Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.